Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of my podcast which I've decided to record instead of doing my anatomy dissection homework with you know it's fine because I'm lazy and I do this all the time it's called procrastinating I love it you know especially when I can't get a project done and I'm panicking the last second but it's okay because I have I think a few more days to do it anyway Today's episode, I am going to be talking to you about childhood stories that I can, for some reason, remember and have a recollection of in somewhat perfect detail. I don't know. You know that thing where you kind of, they say you never really remember something, how it happened, but you just remember it the last time you remember it kind of thing. It sounds confusing. You Basically, you're remembering something. But you're remembering the last time you remembered it, so you're not actually remembering it. Um, which doesn't make too much sense to me, but we're just gonna, we're gonna roll with it because I couldn't be bothered. Um, anyway. So, first of all, I want to see how you guys have been doing, how you've been, you know, anything new going on in your lives. Uh, anything exciting you know feel free to let me know maybe shoot me a message at me on my twitter which is going to be in the which is actually um in the description for the podcast series so if you want to go follow my twitter which you definitely should go follow my twitter you can go uh find it in the description of the podcast anyway i want to start this off as well by also stating that I'm going to be dividing this up to my years as a toddler, um, which actually includes my earliest memory. I believe it's my earliest memory. It's my most clear memory. Um, and then I'm also going to be talking about my preschool and elementary uh, recollection of adventures that Probably I shouldn't remember, and there's a few I definitely should remember, but um, I guess there's also a few that I, I really shouldn't remember, and I don't know why I remember them, because they're really not that important, and they're really ignorant. Some of them are just, I was really dumb whenever uh, it happened, but it's alright, because I remember it, and now it's going to be content, hopefully. Hopefully entertaining content is what I'm shooting for. But if it's just mundane or whatever, that's fine too. Um, anyway, let's start this off by talking about... Let me actually... I need to pull up my notes here. <laughs> um, let's, talk, let's, talk, let's start by talking about the one time I had this dream when I was, I think, about three... Um, where I got eaten by a, I had it. Okay. Well, I got, uh, I know I'm kind of just taking pauses here. I'm sorry for that. But there was, I had this one dream where I got eaten by a witch. My grandmother was in it as well, but she was in the witch, which is in the dream. And so I just literally, the only thing that I remember being different was that instead of having a glass of milk, 
before I went to sleep, and this is going to sound stupid, glass of milk before I went to sleep, I had a glass of orange juice for whatever reason. I think I was having nighttime pancakes or some weird thing. I don't know, maybe some eggs. But I had a glass of orange juice, and I'm just saying, orange juice, it's, it causes you to have dreams about getting eaten by witches. But basically, in the dream, I was in this giant white area, you know, just all complete white sort of you sort of in movies animated movies i think there's been a few where it's just the whole thing's white there might have been a phineas and ferb episode or there was an episode on some tv show where everything was just all white and it was just the character in there and that's how it was for me and then i was just walking in there with my grandmother i don't remember what we were talking about but then i this random lady and she's in a black cloak um and she has this really stereotypical pointy witch nose you know the kind that just has the wart on it at the tip and her eyes were kind of shaped as if she was part cat they had you know those weird sort of uh prism eyes and she was just talking to me for a little bit kind of just telling me that it was going to be okay. I don't remember that, what she was necessarily talking about. She was probably talking about that uh, it was okay to come closer because I moved a little bit closer towards her to see her better. And I was, as I was getting closer, my grandmother kind of just stayed back and she didn't really talk to me. And I was kind of looking back at her. She didn't say anything. And I think I even tried to make a conversation with her, you know, is it okay, kind of ask that sort of thing before I went there. She didn't say anything, so I just walked up to the witch lady, and she she picked me up, that's that really basic thing where they grab you from each arm and kind of push you together as if you were a sandwich, and then she just lips me up and devours me, and then as she's devouring my little toddler body, I wake up and I'm just in the middle of the bed, drenched in sweat, and just, I felt as if I was having a panic attack, which I probably was, and I don't know what a panic attack was back then, because I could barely form coherent sentences when I was, I think, when I was three, but I just woke up in a pool of sweat. I didn't tell anybody for a long time because I didn't think it was important and I was kind of scared to tell somebody. I thought maybe they might make fun of me or maybe that it would come true if I told somebody, but eventually I just told someone. And that was, I think that was the first nightmare I really had as well. But um, that actually, there was a story that a few days later, I have that took a place a few days later which is the time that I thought it was going to be a good idea to touch a hot plate. You know, one of those little, little things you kind of put on the stove. Well, not really. It was not a hot plate, but it was a plate on the stove that was really, really hot. So it was kind of a hot plate, but it wasn't the hot plate you're thinking about. It's just a plate that was heated up. And I had some sort of pepper on it. I had a green peppers, the giant green peppers on it. And I just 
remember getting told, don't touch the plate. Whatever you do, do not touch the plate. It's going to hurt. And I just said, okay. You know, a few minutes pass. I'm left in the kitchen uh, unsupervised for a few seconds. And my brain decided it would be a good idea. You know that plate they told me not to touch? Uh, yeah, you should put your hand over there and just leave it on the plate for a little bit. You know, just kind of push your fingers down onto the plate. And I did, obviously. Then my hand was scorched. My fingertips were just completely scorched. I don't know why or how I still have fingerprints. I don't know the science or whatever behind that, but I remember them being completely burned. Um, and they had to get that, that special kind of cream that you put on burns. I can't remember what it's called, but they had to put that on my fingers and my, I just feel my, I just felt my hand throbbing. The whole hand, even though I didn't use the whole hand, the whole hand was throbbing. I was just in so much pain. At some point it wasn't really hurting, but the throbbing just continued for a while. Um, and it, you don't know, it just, that's one of those stories that's really weird and it's really short, but it's just kind of, it's a memory that I, that's just so, I don't know, it's just so, so potent is the word I guess I could use. It's so potent, it's always there in the back of my head, so I can always kind of recall it if I ever think of something, you know, or whatever, or if I ever get injured, that's one of the things that um, I remember specifically, which is, I don't know, it. I remember I have other dumb memories, you know, and another one was when I threw eggs in the house because I was a little, little brat when I was younger and I went into the fridge and I just opened up an egg carton and I just started chucking eggs everywhere at the wall in the living room and I just, I, I think I wasted maybe a whole carton of eggs, maybe... No, I, I definitely wasted two cartons of eggs. I wasted around uh, two dozen eggs, just throwing them everywhere before my mom picked me up and yelled at me. And then I got locked in a room with one of those uh, child safety gates for about an hour, maybe. And then my, my grandfather came home. And I guess he heard me kind of, or he... Either, I think it was either my mom told him what happened, or he heard me, because I made a, I was trying to get his attention once he got inside, because I guess I heard his voice. But then, after a little bit, he goes over there, he lets me out, and I think my mom got yelled at for locking me up, which was completely warranted. I mean, I threw... I wasted a lot of eggs, I stained the house, and it definitely, should, she definitely had every right to lock me in there, and I don't think she, I should have been let out, but I got let out, I got lucky, you know, but I still got disciplined, just not as much as I probably should have gotten disciplined, but it's, it's alright, there was, there was a lot more disciplining later in my life, um, yeah, those are, a few of the really early ones, I can remember the few early stories. A lot of 
other stuff that just didn't feel real important. There's a bunch of other stuff I kind of remember, but not remember it very faint, very faintly. Um, for instance, my sister being at being at the hospital when my sister was born. But I, I've asked my parents about it, and apparently I do not remember how it happened whatsoever, which is fine because I think I was almost turning three, so there was no way I could actually remember it. Um, in any form of detail, I just remember being in the room. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit about a year or two to when I was five, uh, a little over two years when I started, well, I might've been four. I, yeah, I think I was actually four. I was either four or five. I can't remember what age you start preschool at, but I started preschool. A lot of kids apparently didn't start preschool and they just go straight into kindergarten, which I didn't know about. But yeah, I, I was one of the kids who had an extra year of school because my parents decided it'd be a good idea to put me into kindergarten. And maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe that's why I flourish somewhat better than most kids at my school. I don't know. It, it, anyway, it, there was a weird, I went through a weird period in there where I learned that stealing was bad because I stole the well okay they had they had little play kitchens in there you know and kind of a recreation of a real kitchen but with just all the fake kitchen utensils and stuff made out of rubber and plastic and i stole a few of the uh the spoons and the spatulas i just took them home and there's i think i still have them because i never gave them back somewhere at my grandmother's house where i left them um and then I don't know why I stole them, but I didn't tell anybody I took them till years later, and I don't think anybody noticed. They might have noticed, and I just don't remember, but I don't think anybody noticed. They did notice. It was probably by the time it was too late because the year was over and I was going to kindergarten. Um, but by that time, obviously, as I said, it was too late for them to do anything. But I mean, what are they going to do? They're really going to go back, hey, my son took this. You know, they're just going to gonna go back and say, what are they supposed to say? Just, hey, my son took this. Um, he probably shouldn't have taken this. And he, well, he definitely shouldn't have taken this. But he did take it. And uh, yeah, here you can have it back. But I, I don't know. It was weird. It was, I don't know why I took it. It was one of the things I took. That I'm glad I learned that stealing was wrong. Because most kids, some kids actually don't learn that stealing is wrong, or they don't think it's as bad as it is, but it, it is pretty bad. If you think about it, you just, you can get in some trouble for stealing, so don't steal. Moral that one, don't steal. But um, there was a time, because they had also a little playground out in the back, and there was a time that I, what's it, um... There was a time that I was going down the slide. I think I was going down face first because that was the cool thing back then. And that's when I actually cared what other people thought to a very enormous degree. Um, and so I decided it would be a good idea to go face down a slide with that and I, I didn't think about the consequences nobody's gonna think about the consequences back then you know consequences of your actions don't matter as long as it looks cool that's how that stuff works 
but obviously it didn't work out because I ended up getting cut by a mulch on the, I believe it was the right side of my face, right from above, well, right about from my eyebrow all the way down to my jawline almost. Because the whole playground was, the ground was made out of mulch. And I think the playground's still there today, but I'm not sure if it's all mulch still. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, but, you know, it was, it was weird how it happened because I was trying to impress, I was trying to impress some of my fellow students because I was, because, you know, we were all rebels back then, so, so to speak. Um, and I thought it would be a good idea. Go down things first. Was not a good idea. Definitely don't do that because I was dumb and I got an injury that had to be taken to the little principal's office we had for our class and a few of the other classes in the area. But I had to be taken there. Um, and then my parents were called and they asked what happened and I just, I can't imagine being the person who has to say, well, your son thought it was a good idea to go down face first, um, a one of our slides, and didn't think about what would happen. So that must have been fun for them as well to hear that. Definitely think that was a good day. Although they were probably wor more worried about the fact that I was hurt more than my stupidity, although I did think I also got yelled at for that one, which in hindsight, probably a good idea because uh teaches me not to do it again. And definitely the injury also taught me not to do it again because that was a very, very idiotic thing to do that I definitely should not have done in the first place. And I definitely will not be doing again unless I have become intoxicated, but I am not of that age yet, and I do not plan on becoming heavily intoxicated to that degree anytime soon. Anyway, you're gonna move on to... there wasn't a whole lot of preschool stories, except we're gonna move on to um, this time I got in trouble um, for getting kicked in the groin, which... You wouldn't think would happen, right? You think the, the person who did it would get in trouble. I actually was somewhat friends with the person who kicked me in my little special place because I don't know why. He just was one of the popular, quote-unquote popular kids. It was second grade. He was one of the quote-unquote popular kids. I just wanted to be friends with them, you know, gain some... Some fr some friends, because I, I basically had almost no friends my entire life. I've had a few friends here and, and there, and I've known people. But middle school was probably when I had the most, you know, the most... I knew the most people I could consider friends, and now in high school, that number's definitely dwindled down a substantial amount. But I digress. Back then in elementary school, I did also did not have that many friends. I was trying to make friends with people, and one of them, I remember I was talking to them, hang out with them sometimes, you know, on the playground that we had at the elementary school, um, and he asked me, we were in class, I don't remember what we were doing, I think we were watching a movie or a video, 
about a I think it might have been history um a history video or no it was a, it was probably a science video if I'm being honest anyway we were watching the video and all the, the lights were up and he asked me to stand up because my desk was closer to the wall but it wasn't all the way in the corner it was the one right next to the guy who's in the corner uh so I had to kind of turn around to the right to see the screen and he wasn't in front of me but he was more on he was more north northeast in my of my direction at a different table but he was still pretty close so he turned around he also had to turn around but instead of turning around right which would have been easier for him maybe i don't know but he turns around left and he gets my attention, calls me out, says, hey, stand up real quick. And I say, okay, because I didn't think, you know, what, why? Um, and then he just decides it would be a good idea to kick me right in the groin, which hurt and probably didn't hurt as much as it would now, obviously. But he decided to kick me in the groin and it stung for a little bit. Um... I don't talk to him anymore. I have seen him around. I saw him around at a fair I went to last year, one of our local fairs, but I didn't talk to him and I don't really want to anymore. His his aunt was really nice though. But he wasn't all that nice now that I think back to it. Um and I don't know why I was friends with him and I kind of regret it a little bit, but at the same time I don't regret it because it also taught me how to better identify people who aren't really going to be your friends, you know, even though it still happens from time to time, but it's all right. And that was one of the things. So, okay. So right after he kicked me, I'm going to try to get back. I'm losing my train of thought right after he kicked me. I'm, I, I'm kind of just wincing in pain a little bit. Um, and then the teacher calls out both of our names and tells tells us. Well, actually, the teacher saw what happened, right? Because he said it loud. He didn't whisper it. He says it loud. It got the teacher's attention. She looks over, saw what happened, then asked both of us to change our colors down on the color chart. So we had, I think the colors were green. It went from green to light brown to dark brown. And so she asked us to switch it from green to light brown. Um, and that's what we had to go do. Both of us had to go do it. Because apparently, I was also getting in trouble for standing up when I wasn't supposed to. Which is dumb. And I definitely think that I should have at least just gotten off with a warning. They didn't call his parents or anything. Or his aunt, actually. Because I don't think he lived with his parents. But he, they didn't call him, her, didn't call her at all, and uh, I don't think I ever, I didn't tell many people about that, these are, uh, most of these stories I haven't really told to people, there's a few of them that I've told, but there's not been a whole lot, um, because I didn't think they were that important, some of them aren't that important, they're just more throwaway sort of things, which... I kind of see why. Sorry, I just had to grab my communication device, also known as my telephone, but communication device. 
sounds fancier. Anyway, there was that was one of the weirdest. Well, that was one of those one of the most times I can kind of remember. Um, kind of being bullied. That was one of the earlier times I got bullied, and it spiraled down from there. It was just kept on going with more people bullying, um, bullying me constantly, which definitely was very detrimental to how I later saw myself in life and how I currently see myself in life because it's definitely impacting that to a very big degree, but it it's it's alright. I'll you gotta make do. So that's what I am working on anyway. That same kid, he would I would go over to his house a few times, the house that he lived in. Um and he had this other friend, so this other kid who was a mutual friend over one time. Uh and he, what you gotta know about the kid who it was it was his house right they they were kind of rich so they owned multiple four-wheelers uh they had this really big house with a pool in this private neighborhood that i'm pretty sure they still live into they still live in to this day i don't really know but anyway um yeah they, they lived in this really Really nice house. And it was, um, they had a few four wheelers. So one time, this he invites this other kid over from our class that he's kind of good friends with because the kid lived, I think, in the same neighborhood. But um, he invites him over, and we're kind of just hanging out together. And we, well, he suggests, oh, let's go on the four-wheeler, you know, why not? So we get on, we all get on the four-wheelers. He only had two, I believe. Well, he had, th I think he had three, but one of them didn't work. So it was just the two. Um, and we go... We, I get on one, and then he gets on the other one. I we're kind of just riding them out on the road, which, because there was no cars, and it was, the, everybody kind of knew each other in that community, so, you know, if something, somebody was out doing something, you know, they'd, you'd probably know about it if there wasn't somebody who's home, you knew about it. Um... And so we're just we're just riding his four wheelers and the other kids on the road as well, but he's kind of just messing around. And I decided to be a little little bit of a I don't know what the word would be, a little bit of a a, a little bit of a prick is how I would say it. And I decide it would be funny to move the four wheeler in a direction towards him and run over his foot. I mean, I actively ran over his foot consciously, and I thought it would be funny. And it kind of was at the time, and now I just feel really bad about it. Whenever I think uh, back to that moment, I'm pretty sure he doesn't care anymore. But 
Um, I actually saw that kid in 8th grade. I don't think he cares about it, because I brought it up, and we had a somewhat okay laugh about it. But the whole thing, although I'm not sure if he actually... Um, what's it called? He actually ever forgave me, but it's probably too late now to apologize. Uh, anyway, I think after that, I shortly went back home. But not because of that, because my mom came to pick me up. Maybe 15 minutes later, I don't know, it's not that important to the... It's not that relevant, but... After a little bit, I did go back home, and that might have also been... I think that was the second to last time I went to his house. The last time I went was probably for a birthday party he was he had for himself. Um, that his aunt was throwing. His aunt was a really nice lady. She was honestly great to talk to, and she was always... Uh, I'm saying she was always as if she's dead. I'm pretty sure she's not dead. But she was always really... Uh, how do I say this? She was always really nice and understanding and didn't get... She didn't get mad for some of the stuff he did, which she definitely should have. But she always kind of brushed it off, which was really cool. She definitely should have uh, gone on his case, though, a little bit more than she did. But that's alright, you know, stuff stuff happens. Anyway... That, that actually, that same year, I think, it might have actually been third grade. Um, there was, this is kind of a more serious one, by the way, so if you, you get easily upset by this kind of stuff, I'm just letting you know, fair warning, but there was, it was, I was in art class, um, because we were required to take art, PE, and all that, and music, multiple times during the week so one day we'd have PE another day we'd have art but I think we only had art one day out of the week or something and we had music two days out of the week and then we had PE two days out of the week but we we was art day and I remember we barricaded the classroom we had to barricade because there was an announcement with the speaker that there was an unidentified person on the campus so back then we didn't really see how serious it was. We were kind of just all standing around, and we were still working. It was it was kind of it was it was poorly managed because we were all still working for a little bit after that, and then the art teacher was kind of just got up and said, "All right, we should probably head into the back room." So we all kind of crowded in the back room. We waited for about an hour or so. Um, as we heard the kind of the outside door, the outside doorknob to the room kind of just jiggle open, or not, it didn't open, but it kind of just being messed with, you know, and none of us really were too worried about it, or they weren't, we weren't worried as much as we should be because we didn't really know what was going on. We just kind of thought, oh, just somebody they don't know is on the campus, right? I later found out that it was a somebody who was trying to 
I don't know if it was a, sh I think it might have been a shooter, but it was just somebody who's trying to cause harm to, to the students or just really to anybody. Um, which I am glad nothing happened. I don't think anybody died. I'm pretty sure nobody died or else they would have talked about it, but, um, yeah, no, that, that was, there was just a dude who showed up and the whole time we were in there, we were supposed to only be in there from, for about an, an hour or so, but we ended up in being there all day until we had to leave to go home. So... We weren't allowed out of that room the whole entire day once that happened, which I guess was probably okay for the best. Um, and so we weren't, we weren't allowed out of the room and we weren't even allowed out to use the bathroom and there was no bathroom in that room. This is a little bit embarrassing. I had to go really badly to the bathroom for a good two and a half hours. And I honestly did not think I was going to make it because, I mean, I was, I was pretty young. I was probably seven or eight. I mean, you got to think, but this is a seven or eight year old's bladder we're talking about. I just could not hold it for that very, that long back then, um, even if I wanted to, but I just remember we were almost going to leave, or it was almost time to leave, and then I finally was allowed to go, so I went. I felt so damn relieved when I finally went, because I had been holding it for multiple hours, and at the time, that is all I really cared about, because I didn't care that there was somebody who could potentially harm us on campus, because once again, we were didn't know what was going on and we couldn't care less we were just bothered by the fact there was somebody in there we didn't know um we we were actually we weren't bothered we were bothered by the fact there was somebody there we didn't know who was ruining our time in art class and also was keeping us from going out with her day which in retrospect, um, probably not what we should have been worried about. I'm going to be honest. That, uh, that probably was not a good thing that, um, well, that probably wasn't the most important thing, but to us it was the most important thing. And that was probably the last big thing that happened for a while except until we until I was in fifth grade um which this more happened to me but I was it was field day and we had a field day every year one day out of the year at school which if you don't know field day is basically where they you spend all day or most of the day uh outside for PE and they have Kind of different obstacle courses and bouncy balls that you potato sacks kind of thing where you're just participating trying to have fun I always hated it because I've never been an athletic person so I always hated field day but uh, you didn't have a choice so 
I just went along with it anyway. And, you know, for better or worse, I did, and I don't think I ever really enjoyed it, but whatever, it happened. Um, and, anyway, so, what's gonna, no, I'm losing my train of thought again, but, um, what happened was we were going through the obstacles and it was a class orientated so it was kind of just it was they were putting the classes up against each other by grade so it was the fifth grade classes were ongoing um so all the fifth grade classes were out at one time but then there was another grade level class that was finishing up their part of field day because you were out there you weren't out there all day but you were out there for a few hours of the day and so we get to the third thing. I think it was the, f there was only four, but it was after, I think, bouncy balls where you had to bounce on one of those giant big uh, blue balls with the handle and you had to bounce around a cone. Um, and so we get to this little obstacle course and I remember it was, it had this little hurdle you jump over where you could, and it had this little kind of, place where you had to dunk underneath um and so when it was my turn to go i was coming back from ducking and i did this little roll on my right um my right arm i kind of just rolled it weird place and i guess i pushed my arm forward too much and i was i was a little i was a little fat in fifth grade so there was a lot of extra weight on me. And so I just kind of put a lot of weight um, on that one part of my body. So as you can imagine, that didn't end well because I heard a loud pop. And I got back in line. When I got back in line, I kind of felt pain for a little bit. But not really pain, it just felt weird. And I was kind of, I told, and this started hurting. And so I told my teacher about it. And so she moved me over to the uh, little medical tent we had. Um, and they had called my mom. My mom was actually kind of weird. It was a weird coincidence because my mom was already coming over there. I don't know for what, but she, was, she worked at the school, the elementary school, and she worked there for a few years after I graduated from that school. But, um, yeah, she... She was already coming over there, and she sees me coming, and I guess she got worried, which she should have been, because she, <laughs> there was a good reason to worry, because I had broken my collarbone. Um, so I, they go in there, and they immediately sit me down in a chair. There's other ladies I know that my mom worked with that were in there as well, asking if I was okay, and I, it started hurting. It didn't really hurt at first, but it started hurting, and then it started hurting. It started getting really bad. The pain started getting really really bad and started becoming unbearable i remember i was almost passing out um it didn't feel that way to me but my mom and people who were there later on told me that i was almost passing out so they called an ambulance to come take me to the hospital uh and i guess because i wasn't going over or some kids must have heard something about it from the teacher they my whole class started coming over there and they were looking through the window at me, and all worried and shit, which was kind of 
weird for me because I had spent most of that time in the in elementary school. I'd known those people and they would always bully me. And all of a sudden they were kind of just wondering if I was okay, which is definitely a weird shift, you know. Um, but anyway, the ambulance comes. They get try to put my arm in a sling. Uh, and after some trial and error, they finally did it, and it hurt. And let me tell you, when it when I say it hurt, it stung really, really bad. I felt as if my arm was about to fall off. I was, I was pouring out tears and everything. Uh, and then they put me in the girdle and they pushed me towards the ambulance, and I got it right in an ambulance, which I guess was cool. But I I've I ended up riding in an ambulance a few times after that for various reasons. Um and anyway, they take me to the hospital and I'm sitting in the hospital bed, I can barely move my right arm. And after a little bit they tell me that my clavicle my right clavicle has been fractured. So that's not good. Um and that was actually, that happened on a Friday, and then at, right after Friday, we went on spring break, so I had a whole week, and then I think the Monday, because we usually, they usually have the Monday off as well for teacher plan day or whatever, so I came back on a Tuesday next week, um, and everybody was just asking how I was okay and everything, and I, I couldn't write because... I, you know, I couldn't write with my right hand. I kind of learned a how to write with my left hand a little bit. My left hand, both of my hands shake terrible, terribly now, so it's kind of hard to write with either hand, but especially with my left hand, because I never really developed that properly. Anyway, um, yeah, so I learned how to write with my left hand a little bit, but I, other people would be writing for me, so my friends would be writing for me. Specifically, this one friend that I still talk to, I'm not as close as I was. I'm not as close now as I am with as I was with him back then. But you were kind of close with your friends back then, the ones you had, especially me, because I didn't have a lot of them. But yeah, that was pretty pretty surreal. And those those were some of the stories that happened in my childhood that I just thought would be interesting to share. And I'm sorry if I rambled on for too long or if I took too many pauses, but it was I don't know. It's kind of weird doing these podcast episodes. I definitely think I'll, if I continue to do them, I'll get better with them. For right now, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to check out my Twitter, which I have linked in the um, description for the podcast. And I'll probably put it in the description of this episode as well. So thank you guys for listening. I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Have a good day, night, whenever you're listening to this. I'll see you guys later in the next one. Have a good night, and this is me signing off. Goodbye.